Hello everyone and welcome to the throne room with Beth Tarasi. This is a very important episode here because I got a little present for you all. Thanks to everyone who has contributed to this. I don't know their names yet, but... On today's throne room with Beth Tarasi, we got a lot to cover. So, sit back and relax. It has been brought to my attention on a lot of different sources that voter suppression in Georgia is costing it business. It has been also brought to my attention that the MLB is moving the all-star game and the baseball draft out of Georgia. I say go ahead with the plan because Georgia is sucky when it comes to the type of government it elects. And the StopStacy.org site needs to be taken down. I know what Georgia thinks it can do. We need to get rid of Jim Crow and Jane Crow once and for all. And the first thing we need to do is to show Georgia that their products, services, and businesses are not welcome if they are going to suppress voter laws. Voter suppression is a bad idea. And I have been the victim of voter suppression because of voter ID laws. They have been asking me to send a picture of my ID. It is not safe to do that over the, e over the mail. Now, I live in Colorado, and we had to go vote in person to defeat Donald Trump. Of course, the Republicans are like, oh, this isn't fair. We need to be always winning. Well, you Republicans are whiny brats who don't understand how the game works. You need to understand this is not liberal lies. This is not a liberal lie. You cannot suppress voters. You cannot suppress the black vote because they'll come back and bite you in the ass. That's basically how it works. If you do anything to women, blacks, and other people, you'll find yourselves really with big, huge bug bites in your ass. And that's not a joke. This is not just a fun joke here. Voter suppression must not be allowed to continue in Georgia. So how do we fight that? In Colorado, we have a good governor who's expanding access to the ballot box. And I'm sorry, but we cannot, it's, it's not a simple, you know, we can't, you know, have all these different people voting. This is not the 19th century. Women of color are the ones who need to have access to the ballot box and priority because they have to live in fear all the time. Asians must have access to the voter box. Why? The uptick in Asian violence in Atlanta? It sucks. It really sucks. We cannot allow white voters to disenfranchise black voters 
And the plantationers who were once planters in the 19th century, I'm talking about people whose families or ancestry were planters. I don't think they should be making all the decisions for the black vote. If you guys want to hear more, please listen to the Black Information Network. Also, I want to say I'm not sure I'll be watching the Derek Chauvin trial. And here's my reasoning. Because I can't stand it when people try to poke holes in the prosecution's offense. The defense is being dumb. They're saying it's George Floyd who deserved to die, which is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. You know, I hope that Derek Chauvin pays with his very life and his freedom in prison. He will not get to sit at Easter table on Sunday with his family. I understand how much that hurts. But when you do something to yourself, such as kneel on the neck of a black guy, and you go and kill him like that, then you are just where you need to be. Jail. Jail is not supposed to be a place for fun and anything like that. And I understand you used to be a cop, but you... People who think that Mr. Chauvin's actions were out of fear. No. That's like saying, oh, I killed a gay man because I didn't like him and I was afraid he'd jump me. Uh-uh. That's a really poor excuse for committing a hate crime. You say that George Floyd had drugs in his system? Well, look at society, for example. Look at society's examples. The drug dealers are not always black and Latino, but the way societal education is put out there, it disenfranchises blacks and Latinos right then and there, even in the textbooks that the children are reading. And the children's textbooks are falling apart, out of date. They don't even talk about September 11th. You know, honestly, if I were a teacher and I was teaching history, the first thing I would do is say, we are not using our books. We are not using history books. There will be no chapter questions. There will be none of this bullshit. I'm just going to give a lecture and do modules each month or week about what each of the things we need to know about. We need to understand from a black history perspective what America really is. The black Americans who are listening to this podcast ought to know this. I am in love with the Black Information Network and they are also covering the Derek Chauvin trial if you guys wish to watch it. I don't know if it's even worth watching it though because like I said, you know, the defense is trying to poke holes in a perfectly stable prosecution. I know the guy's entitled to a jury trial, but when you kill somebody out of fear, you're gonna likely get peers that are all white. 10:28 And you're likely gonna get peers that are kinda, you know, prejudiced. And it's very hard to find an impartial jury when a lot of people found the video. When a lot of people pretty much made your victim a household name. George Floyd. You know, I heard 
his former girlfriend's testimony a little bit in the trial. And honestly, I think George Floyd was a victim of not only Derek Chauvin, but of society itself. Society should not be disenfranchising blacks and Latinos. Right there in your history textbook, you get all this whitewashed history bullshit. I would always say to my, to my, you know, husband and people around me, you know, if I were a teacher, I would never, I honestly am considering what I'm going to do as far as how to teach my kids history. And I'm also considering looking at their textbook, you know, and reading the textbook so that I'm going to just make up an excuse like, oh, well, I need to make sure the kids are doing their work. So could you give me a student edition of their book in an accessible format? And I'm going to read that entire book before the school day is out. And if I see one little whitewashed bullshitty thing in that book, I'm going to go to the teacher and say, I don't think they should be taking this class. And I'm going to tell the teacher why. Because you're using a book that is completely out of date. You also have problems and there's holes in the history. You didn't even mention the George Floyd massacre. You didn't even mention all the massacres that occurred. You didn't even mention the Tulsa race massacre. It's not a riot. It's a fucking massacre. And I would even go on and say to the teacher, this book is whitewashed. If it is, I would say it's also heteronormative and whitewashed. We cannot have this book in your history class. My kid needs to be learning black and LGBT history from a black LGBT perspective. Because I would go on to say my child is a product of two different races and of maybe a few different races, but also represents the Blackfoot and Seminole tribe. I would also go on to say that this book also glorifies the genocide of Native Americans. I need to see data on history textbooks for students in grades 9 through 12. Or K-12, for that matter. And I need to see what kind of thing... I would even go in and say, can I please observe my child's class? And I would even go in unannounced and say, well, I have to go in unannounced because A, I need to make sure the predators are not playing around with the kids. And number two, I need to make sure that the children are learning. And the children need to learn about George Floyd. Every young school child in the United States will never forget the name, not only of Jim and Jane Crow. Jim Crow I knew, but I didn't know the Jane Crow thing. Not till I read this um, unladylike book. Unladylike is a field guide to smashing the patriarchy and claiming your space. Thanks to unladylike media and the unladylike podcast, I hope that there are new episodes of the unladylike podcast coming out. I want to say, Kristen, Caroline, knock, knock, knock. Are you guys home? Can we sit down and have a little Voltaire? I love you guys to death, and I'm going to give you guys credit for your podcast. Because I'm doing my own podcast. But I also want to let you guys know that um, this, this podcast will forever 
have this intro. It is a pod safe intro, I promise. We can't use the D major version of the trumpet voluntary because everybody does that for wedding ceremonies. I am going to Shazam this other file that I just got and see who did this so that eventually I can put a name to whoever the hell did the good the good work of um, uploading that thing. But thanks all of you for being wonderful. Um, the next issues are, they were recorded over the week. Um, we have a demo of our setting up our Chromebooks. Um, it wasn't much of a demo because Chrome, the Chromebook did its own setting up. But I want to let you guys know we did get our new Chromebooks. I have them set up and I may demonstrate Chromevox when 90 comes out because right now I'm stuck on 89 and Google TTS is like, oh, crash, crash, crash. Every 15 minutes it crashes. And I don't like logging out and logging back in every goddamn 15 minutes. That is unacceptable. And to the Google execs who may be listening to this, y'all better stop killing things. Y'all have a terrible track record. Please admit it. Admit this to yourselves. And at least Google is located in California, which, oh, by the way, Microsoft will not be headed back to work until September 7th. Google, I don't exactly know when they're going to come back into their offices. The Apple um, WWDC event is now virtual. It will be online only. And there was a time when I said it was 69 days away, and then I said, oh, geez, Apple has a really dirty sense of humor. <laughs> if you understood what 69 was all about, I'm not going to go into it. Um, <laughs> thanks, all of you. On with the show. Well, finally got something cool from Best Buy that I want to share with you guys. But before then, I better get comfortable because this is going to be one hell of a crazy long setup process. I just need to show you guys what this whole thing looks like. There's a bit of wrapping. Someone just texted me. Thank you. Um... Uh, in front of me is a box which will contain the Chromebook Duet by Lenovo and I'm about to take the stickers off. Stickers. Um, the packages were delayed until tomorrow from Tuesday to Wednesday. And they didn't tell me in such a way that I would know. Oh, it's my buddy Angelica. Okay, so, and I'm gonna show you guys, I'm gonna show you guys these Chromebooks. Trenton also has one which he'll set up. 
and you can set yours up anytime, but I'm eager to get mine set up. I may be doing Facebook Live audios on it as well because it's a Chromebook duet and it has it has a keyboard and it's it's like a 10 inch tablet. It's really cool though. Oh my god. Wow, look at this. Look at this. So I lift the lid of the box and I get this. This is Oh my goodness. This here is the this here is the thin <coughs> this is the this is the I think this is the keyboard thing. I'm just gonna see what this is. Actually no this is the actual tablet. This is the actual tablet. So I'm gonna undo this. And this looks like the there's a power button on it. Oh my god, this looks great. So I think this here is the screen thingy, the tablet thingy. And there's a longer button. I think that is the um oh boy look at this and there's a little um looks like a couple of USB-C and headphone ports so I'm gonna go ahead and keep going through the box um and this um what do we got here oh gonna pull this out pull this out this is the keyboard part, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. There's parts to put together, so let's let's do this. Ooh, look at this. Oh. This. Yeah, this looks like, um, if I'm not mistaken, this. God, what is this? Um, trying to know what this is. Oh, I think this is where the keyboard goes. And, um, okay, so this looks like this tablet goes here. Um, let me see. Now this is cool. Look at this. So this is, you put this in, on that and then you open the keyboard part and the keyboard part is really vital to the use of this for me at least. Um, I'm going to get used to this. This is going to be really good. Whee! And this, if I'm not mistaken, is, let's see, um, uh -huh. let me make sure I have it on right. Okay, so, 
Um, uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Mm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make sure I put. Um. Oil. Uh huh. And there's a bar, and there's a something. Wait, 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 wait. I think I gotta turn this around. Oh. Okay, so this way. Um, God. This way. Um, ooh, look at that. Look at this. Okay, so this is the Chromebook Duet as it now looks. And now I'm going to pull out all the other accessories that come with it. So this comes with, I believe this comes with a bunch of things. Uh, oh, look at this. Um, wow, this comes with, oh boy, look at that. Um, um, ooh, look at this. This comes with a very long cord. I believe this is a USB-C, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me, I'm not going to turn this on yet. I know you guys are eager to see me run that thing, but wait a minute, guys. Okay, okay, so this here is what looks like a long USB-C cord, and this also comes with, if I'm not mistaken, a wall-ish charger. This has a, I think this is a USB-C dongle for headphones. And then this next thing is about to come out. Oh, come on, come on. Now I gotta pull this out from this side because this, this here is, oh boy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> this is a wall charger. I think I'm gonna use that to plug the Chromebook in. And that's pretty much all that it comes with. And we have, yeah, this is the Chromebook Duet. And I'm gonna put this closer. Um, up. And I believe there's a power button. So I'm going to have this up. This is going to be amazing. And this looks like a tablet, but ooh, look, there's a Chromebook underneath. And now 
Oh. Yeah. Look at that. It actually just uh, turned on. So that's the Google sound telling me. So to turn on Chromebox is Control Alt Z. If I'm not mistaken, let me see. Oh. What in hell? Trenton, the chrome box isn't turning on. Is there something I need to do to turn it on for the duet? Would you like to try charging it first? Charging it? I'm about to do that myself. I'm going to go ahead and pause this so I can get this charged. Here we are. We have Chromebooks on. So I'm going to go like this. Um. English United States button. Uh-huh. Accessibility. Let's go. Button. Invalid password. Well, explain. Well, Chrome. Invalid pass. Chrome. Welcome. Chrome. Well, English. Let's go. Invalid password. Chrome. In well, accessibility. Let's go. Button. Okay. So I'm Let's using search the search as a modifier and the control key shuts it up. Connect okay. to network. Dialogue. Network 1 of 35, Xfinity Wi-Fi, unsecured, signals, network 2 of 37, TP link on, network 3 of 37, WMF 7s, network 4 of, network 4 of 34, Vizio, E4, network 5 of 36, Xfinity, network 6 of 36, CenturyLink, network 7 of 36, Denver Queen, secure, net, configure, join Wi-Fi network, dialogue, password, password edit text. Okay, I'm gonna password, pause. Password edit text. Join so I can type the password. Cause I have to type in the password. Press search plus space to activate. All right. So I typed in the password for the Wi-Fi. So I'm gonna accept and continue the. Back. Accept and continue. Button. Accept and continue. Press search plus space to activate. Check it. Determining device configuration. Determining device configuration. Okay. This is gonna configure the device. Oh my God! This is amazing. I don't know. Okay. I think this needs a hard surface. What? What the hell? Oh, whoa. It's going to determine the device configuration. Oh no. Come on. Chromebox spoken feed Chromebox spoken feedback is ready. Sign in Google accounts. Form. Forgot email, but email or phone. Edit text email entry. What? Is that's yours, honey. Oh. Yep. So, 
Chromevox is on. I've got the Chromebook set up. Watch this. I got Hangouts. But it's saying that Hangouts phone calling will soon be going away. And then it said, you know, switch to Google Voice, but, you know. I'm going to turn this up. It can. Read and change your data on all Google. Read your Facebook commute bad extension button. Accept permission. Default button. Google Play Alert. Tab created. Google Hangouts Chrome Web Store. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, um, I need to re- I need to refresh on my- Chrome Web Store. Settings. Button. Pluses at gmail.com. Exited banner. Home. Link. Extensions. Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts. Offered by Google.com. Average rating three point category. Social at nine million. Available for edit. Link. By Google. Link. Remove from Chrome. Overview. Tab list. Okay, so to close an extension, do I hit Alt-W? Trenton, if you may refresh my memory. I'm pretty sure it is. Wait, wait, wait. Um, you uh, might want to know the Chromevox.com and read upon the gestures. The gestures? Yeah. Why? Because the commands are gone or something? No, because mm. it's also a tablet. Oh. Huh. And I don't know any of those. Okay. Beyond command W should there. Alt W. Control W. Chromebooks come with perks, Google Chromebooks tab. Chromebooks come with perks, Google Chromebooks. Google uses cookies, Google settings. Learn more. Link. Okay, oh, yeah, got it. Button. Have, uh, okay, got it. Button. Uh, Press search plus space to activate. Uh, I have a hundred gigs available. You are correct. Even though you technically have two terabytes. I know. But I do have the gigs available so I can put Android apps on and test for accessibility. Oh, well, oh, I was just referring to the perks. Oh. Yeah, you got a hundred gigs of Google Drive. Chromebooks come with perk Adobe Spark. Adobe Spark. Get two months of get perk button. Get two months of Adobe Spark asterisk without charge on your Chromebook. Terms apply. Create stunning skin perk asterisk dollar nineteen point nine eight value for a limited time. Shop laptop convertible tablet special perks. Debit partners. Chromium OS. Chrome experiments. Google Code. Education slash Chromebooks for edu- Chromebooks for visit the latest blog. Link YouTube check privacy accessibility terms. Help center forum. Switch country. United States Chromebooks come Google Chromebooks link. Okay, so and press search plus space. Use site information button has pop up. Press search plus space to activate. Get started. Button. Get Article. Started. What? Press search plus space. Welcome to hang up. You have 18 up. Well, get started. Button. Get started. Press search plus space to activate. It still has hangouts. I don't think that's going away. Options. Button. Oh, calling. You have 18 unread messages. Google Hangouts. You have options. Beth. New conversation. Button. Beth Tarasi. Heading to. New con- conversation. Google Hangouts. You have 18 options. But Beth Tarasi. New conversation. Converse. Google Hangouts. You have 18 options. You have 18 unread messages for multiple hangouts. Option. Beth Tarasi. Heading to. New conversation. Button. Conversation with additional conversation option. Conversation with Ashley Hill Neely, Callie W, Debbie P, Amanda Boo, plus 11, 0 unread messages, 12 slash 11 slash 19, wow. 252 p.m. Devin, hi. Additional conversation with Johnson Kim, 6 unread messages, additional conversation with Daniel Nash, 0 unread messages, this user may be unavailable, 1 slash 21 slash 19, 1. Wow. Okay. Get Chrome extension. Visited. Link. Discover. 
Discover. Make the most of your new Chrome. Go to the next section. Make the private contact support. But topics. Settings. Search Chrome. Search Chromebook. Search Chrome. Search Chrome. Search Chrome. Search 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 Chromebook. Settings. But search Chrome. Set topic. Private term. Discover. Go to the make it. Set up your favorite wallpaper. Link. And profile picture. Link. Explore. Search Chromebook help. Settings. Topic. Private term. Discover. Go to the make it. Set up your wallpaper. And profile picture. Explore. Okay. Keyboard shortcuts. Link. Okay. Keyboard shortcuts. Press search plus space to activate. Get help. Chromebook keyboard shortcuts. You can use keyboard shortcuts to complete some tasks more quickly. Tip to find shortcuts on this page. Press Control plus F and enter what you're looking for. Tap here to see an interactive tutorial. Popular shortcuts. Bullet take a screenshot. Press Control plus show windows overview. Or Control plus F5. Bullet take a partial screenshot. Press Shift plus Control plus show windows overview. Or Shift plus Control plus F5. Then click and drag. Bullet take a screenshot on tablets. Press power button plus volume down button. Bullet turn caps lock on or off. Press search search plus alt. You can tip to find tip. You Chromebook you tip to find plus F and enter tap popular shortcuts. Bullet let take a screenshot. Press Control. Plus show with overview image. What show on this? Because it's saying there's a key called show and I don't know what it is. Uh, I may have to look at the keyboard. But it says in order to take a screenshot, you can hit the show key. Yeah, Chromebook's okay for that. Okay. Huh, what? That's a keyboard. Oh, okay. Chromebox K. What? Oops. Oh, Chromebox. Chromebox spoken feedback is ready. Also, there's the usual Chromebox period. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. The Chromebox key, by the way, you guys, is the left of the A. This is a search. Jump. Menu. Go to beginning of table Chromebox plus alt plus shift plus left arrow. Menu item. One of 67. Press up or down arrow to navigate. Enter to activate. <coughs> Go to beginning of the current column. Chromebox plus control plus alt plus shift plus. Go to beginning of the current row. Pro- Go to end of table. Chromebox. Go to end of the current column. Chromebox plus control plus alt plus shift plus down arrow. Go to end of the current row. Chromebox plus control plus alt plus shift plus right arrow. Mm-hmm. Menu item six of sixty-seven. Go to the next column. Chromebox. Go to the next row. Chrome. Go to the previous column. Go to the previous row. Jump to details. Chromebox plus a greater than j. Menu item eleven. Jump to the bottom of the page. Chromebox plus control plus right arrow. Jump to the top of the page. Chromebox. Next button. Chromebox plus b. And that, my friends. It's a little bitty preview of what, what the hell, the um, Chromebook Duet sounds like. So it is set up, I just need to refresh my memory. I'd like to first and foremost uh, do some housekeeping, as I often do, here on the podcast. I want to warn you guys that this podcast does have a bit of strong language, and this is no exception. This episode here about transgender uh, acceptance and visibility and autism acceptance is most definitely an episode you'll have to listen to extremely closely, especially for adults. And if you have an older teen who has the same thing going for him, just let him listen. Okay? I'd like to first start out by giving a shout out to Diary of a Mom on Facebook. I follow this beautiful, beautiful, and I mean absolutely beautiful and life-affirming page on Facebook called The Diary of a Mom and 
one of the woman who wrote this blog, she talks about her daughters, both of whom are autistics, and they're doing great. I want to give a shout out to the woman who had the two daughters with autism. Um, their names are Katie and Brooke, everyone knows, so no worries. Uh, Brooke is 18 as of today. She had a birthday, but there was one thing that I would like to bring to the forefront. One of Brooke's classmates, she wrote this beautiful little essay about how one of Brooke's classmates is non-binary, came out as non-binary, and the mom had a very good and, should I say, awkwardly good conversation with her daughter about transgendered people and how to address them. So, in her house now, even Brooke knows how to do this. If you meet either Brooke or Katie, they will say, Hello, my name is Brooke or Katie. My pronouns are blank, blank, and blank. I am kind of bad about this, to be quite honest. I, I've been an ally for 12 years, and there's something more I must learn. I am in the mood for learning. But there is some very serious stuff going on in the government that I'd like to point fingers at and kind of tell you why it's dangerous. There was a young girl. I'm not even going to say that, that this, this little baby was male assigned male. But there was a little girl who was, you know, in the body of a male. She announced that she, you know, she felt more female than male. Her name was Rebecca. Now, I saw her story on the Marvel, the Marvel Kids uh, show. I can't remember what the hell that show was called. Somebody please tell me in an email. And if you'd like to send a feedback email, that would be denverqueen at gmx.com. Denverqueen at gmx.com. I can get to emails. The email address is highlighted on the website. Now, let's be real here. I have some friends who are transitioned, transgender people. I had at least one or two friends say that they wanted to do, you know, the meds, the puberty blockers, or estrogen, you know what I'm saying? It's that kind of thing. And I, I became fascinated with all this years ago, even before. I was wondering, what the hell? What? Transgender what? I was just like, what's this about? My dad had nothing to do with it. Both of my parents, if they knew that someone in the family had been trans, gay, bi, whatever, because of my parents' staunch Catholicism, I know for a fact that they would say, oh, well, you're an abomination. You need to get the hell out of the house, and so on and so forth. Not the woman in the mom diary on Facebook. I know she would never do something like that, and I hate transphobia for a lot of reasons. I want to give a shout out to all of my trans friends. I noticed quite a few. 
in my time as an ally, which is coming up on 12 years, I have never noticed more transgender people than at this point. I have a buddy who goes by they and them. Ulysses came to my house. They're a singer and they like to sing. And my other gal friend, Christine, I, I think of her as a girl and I use the she, her, and hers pronouns with her because I, I think that's what she said for me to do. But yeah, um, we do this a lot in the Denver Women's Chorus. We have, we have labels. I forgot to put my freaking pronouns on my freaking name tag. Ah, I'll have to pay for another one. Oh well. Ah. But the Denver Women's Chorus always has been visible to the transgender community. And I honestly believe we need to make them visible all year round. Why should they just have one day to be visible? To be out, to be loved, to be cherished. There are many pieces of legislation that are making it almost impossible. Now, my friend Christine, she's a pilot. She's a pilot. In her hobbies, she loves to fly. And uh, <laughs> if she were reincarnated upon her death, I am guessing that her spirit may end up being a bird. Or her spirit animal is a bird. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but she does like birds and she likes to fly. That's one of the things she did. Before her transition, she she flew, and now she... I think she still kind of does do that kind of thing. I forget whether she's doing it now. But I love Christine to death. I love her to death. And she and I had a great relationship. While it was pre-pandemic, I mean, we have a great relationship, but I don't really hear much from her. She is so funny. And if you look at the way she interacts with the world, she can do just anything. She's super tall and she's like, uh, blonde. I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with, with her being who she is. And my friend, Jennifer, Jennifer Moldy, she is amazing. Uh, I think she goes by she, her, and hers as well, but she has that booming voice. But she has learned to be an alto too. And she and Christine, I think, are both in the same section, and they're really great choristers. Or is she an alto one? I don't freaking remember. But Christine and Jennifer are both very good people. They have both done some incredible speaking parts. We can't forget our friends who are POCs, who are transgender. The one thing that a lot of people are at odds about is the bathroom issue. Well, here's my proposal. Give us unisex bathrooms. Here in Denver, Colorado, we have the anybody bathrooms. And I like that idea. And it's, a, it's an idea that we were talking about in the, the UU Pocket Guy groups with Linda 
Linda Wittenberg is our facilitator in my church's small group. So she sits there and she goes, oh yeah, we have the anything, anyone bathrooms. And I'm like, yeah, good. Okay. So a bathroom is a bathroom. I mean, as long as you have your privacy in a stall, I'm okay with shitting next to other people. It doesn't really matter. I mean, where did boys and girls bathrooms even come from anyway? <laughs> Who cares? Really? I mean, I like the idea of a unisex bathroom because then the whole family can just walk in. You don't have to be separated by gender. Use the bathroom and go. Plus, with women's bathrooms, well, with the family bathroom idea, I think we should put like changing tables for babies and adults as well. I have a friend who is um, majorly incontinent because she's an, well, she's an adult, but has to wear diapers because of her mito condition and everything. And I think it would be best if we had adult and infant size changing tables. In my kind of bathroom, it would be an incredibly inclusive and gender-friendly bathroom. And I know some people might not think this is a good idea, but you know what? There's one big problem, I think, and it's the fact that a lot of cisgender males might say, well, but somebody will rape a lady in the bathroom. Uh-uh. If you get a societal shift going where we learn that it's not okay to fuck somebody in a bathroom, maybe we can eliminate that problem. Because honestly, we do need family and gender-friendly bathrooms. Gender-friendly bathrooms are a good idea, not just for, you know, when we create access for transgender folks in places like bathrooms and I'm about to say sports, we also have a win-win for everyone else because everybody gets a chance to be celebrated. I am actually kind of glad that we have Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff working in Georgia right now to dismantle voter suppression. I do not like people's efforts trying to stop Stacey Abrams, but above all, the incumbent senators that were beat out last year wanted to basically bait Title IX on the idea of banning trans youth in sports. There is another bill in Arkansas that would ban all care for transgender youth. Well, I've got news for you, weirdos. We cannot have a transgender person forced not to take blockers or puberty blockers or, you know, hormone blockers and things like that. First and foremost, I think it's very important that if a youth wants to have the affirmative care they need, they should get it. Because if you ask the parents of a transgender little girl named Rebecca, before she realized that she was Rebecca and that she was transgender, she had to deal with kids who hated her and said, I don't want a boy in my class. What did she say? Rebecca said, I don't like what they're saying and I want to kill myself. That's what she said. And how can you explain all that, that stuff to a seven-year-old girl? the parents had to change their view of their daughter 
and they had to change they had to change a lot of what they feared and there's a lot of fear about transgender people taking up spaces in what they call cisgender only things I want to give a shout out to the president who is now saying that Trump's transgender limits in the military are gone and he will have them cared for as transgender people in the military. But yet you can't have transgender youth in sports? In Mississippi, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, and a bunch of southern places, it might become illegal, and it has in Tennessee, but I'm not very happy with this idea that people can tell trans youth they can't play sports with their gender identity peers. You know what my solution is to that? Fuck it. Just fuck sports. Fuck sports with boys and girls. How about we say of the female persuasion and of the male persuasion but we must allow the gender students to compete with the gender identity, not the one at birth. You're going to have co-ed sports at that time. At this time, then, you're going to have co-ed sports and people being demonized because of who they are now, not who they were at birth. I also want to say that Marjorie Taylor Greene, she doesn't get it. And there are a lot of congressional and political people who are anti-trans I think they should be expelled anyway because of the capital riots and what they said about trans youth and there is a very affirmative congressperson named Marie Newman I want to give a shout out to her for being a wonderful ally and yes being the mother of a trans son son daughter I can't remember trans daughter I think yeah, shoot. I forgot which I forgot which gender they're transitioning to, but or that they are working towards becoming. I mean, look, in Colorado, there's a lot of psychological requirements to becoming the, you know, to doing the transition thing. You have to, you know, take a psychological thing and yes, I think that that is fine because, you know, you just want to make sure that someone is serious about being in a transition. Because once the transition is complete, you're a whole different person. I mean, I noticed that with with um, a buddy of mine named Christopher. He was one thing, one way, and now he's Christopher. It's like... Honestly, the way I like to look at it, the transition process is like turning from a caterpillar into a butterfly. One day you're a caterpillar, the next day you've grown wings and you've got a big creamy body and you're a butterfly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. And they need to have life-affirming care, no matter who they are in the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus people. And... I think Christine had these like cards that she would send to people and they would say, you know, they would, there would be things like, oh, congratulations and pictures of butterflies on them. And I think it makes perfect sense. If we look at the way transgender people are expressing themselves as like a butterfly with colorful wings, 
I think we will have more... Oh, crap. I just remembered. Newman's child is a daughter. Yeah, right. The, the child was assigned male at birth, but has become known as female. So, yeah, one of those things. Um, I keep for I honestly had forgotten about the article about Marjorie mocking Miss Newman over her child, and I honestly didn't want to talk about it because I hate Marjorie Taylor Greene's mockery of people. And then she said, "Oh well, your biological son, this and that." And I catch myself messing up so many times and forgetting certain things. But you know how many holidays there are on the calendar? Lots. There's National Donut Day, National Ice Cream Day, National Day. And there are so many days to catch up with on the calendar. And tomorrow, today, I'm actually, um, I'm actually working on an autism acceptance speech as well. And you'll hear this in just a bit, but, um... The big thing that I'm worried about is that people need to stop demonizing trans people. It's not cool. And Diary of a Mom has been doing great work trying to affirm transgender people. And I don't think anybody can say, you're a girl just because you wear a dress. Just because you wear pants doesn't make you a boy either. Look, I actually have told my dear husband, Trenton, I want to see you wear a dress. And Trenton laughs and goes, okay, maybe, maybe not. And it's not because he is transitioning. It has nothing to do with him. You know what? It kind of reminds me of this one scene in a recent movie called Palmer. And Palmer is a movie about an ex-con who becomes friends with a little... I believe Sam is a non-binary slash trans. We don't know for sure. I think they're non-binary. But they do like dressing up in girl clothes and stuff like that. And, of course, there's a lot of homophobia in Louisiana. You see one guy go out and try to beat up the little boy in Palmer. Boy, even though he's an ex-con, he saved the boy's life. And the boy's stepfather was like, you little faggot, da 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 And was beating the little boy up. And, you know, Palmer goes, he's not like other boys. I mean, he knows the society doesn't like boys who dress up as girls, but it doesn't matter. Palmer learns to accept it and overcome his own little thing, you know, about it, you know. I became very aware of this when I met Ulysses and Chris, both very good transgender friends of mine. Chris actually lives in my building. I want to give a shout out to him. God, I wish I knew where he was these days. He better be a good boy. <laughs> it's a joke, of course. But anyway, I also want to give a shout out to all the moms out there who have autistic kids. And I just want to let you guys know that I have many friends who have autism. This coming month of April is Autism Awareness and Acceptance Month, or Autism Acceptance Month. 
Now, my caregiver has a daughter with autism. She and her friend, um, Bobby Joe, they got some tattoos. And the tattoo has, like, a puzzle piece each. And then it has, like, the daughter's name on it and stuff. I am so happy they are doing this for their daughter. Look at the data, people. There are a lot of autistic peoples, adults and children, who are at risk of being killed by their parents and caregivers. If you are one of those parents who had considered killing your child with autism, you need to take a close look at yourselves. I understand that autism can be hard to live with. Blindness and autism can both be hard to live with. My friend Lavender had a Laos Asian family that did not exactly think she was autistic. Instead, they brushed it off and said, you're slow, Lavender, you're slow and whatever. But Lavender has since left her biological family and has found her chosen family. She now has a boyfriend and lives with her boyfriend in an apartment in... What is it? Lemonster, Massachusetts. She did live in Fitchburg for a little bit. And I do want to give a shameless plug to the, one of her dads. He does this thing called The Tribe... Will and the Tribe are a group that does this wonderful album. It's called Strange Among the Different. And this tribe is amazing. They became Lavender's chosen family. And some of them had illnesses, some of them didn't. And Lavender also learned that she was autistic. Then she said, that explains everything! And has learned a very big way how to accept yourself when you as the parents say that you know what you don't express yourself in a way that society likes you're not even making eye contact with me you are not affirming that this child who has autism has a right not to make eye contact with you there are certain therapies that it's very controversial whether it's it's the jury's out on whether ABA will ever be used again on autistic kids but we do know that ABA according to the autistic community is abusive I thought that Autism Self Advocacy Network would partner with Sesame Street but Sesame Street decided to go with Autism Speaks and as you can tell I don't like Autism Speaks I hate Autism Speaks. It's like the, the, the foundation fighting blindness. I'm a blind woman, okay? I do not like FFB's philosophy of we want a cure for blindness. We want a cure for blindness. We want a cure for blindness. And we want a cure for this, that, and the other thing. I hate FFB because I don't like what they say about blind people. I have learned how to adapt in a way, but as a blind person, I've also seen my share of barriers, access barriers, people barriers, and other barriers that don't affirm my life as a blind person. 
I have seen evangelicals out on the street going, Oh, would you open your eyes? Jesus will heal you. I just about want to smack those evangelicals over the head with a few boulders. Uh, nah. That would give them concussions. I don't really like that. Ah, uh, why not hit them with a few pillows? Or perhaps blindfold them and make them walk around with white canes and make them cook, clean, and do every task that they know how to do sighted blind. I'm not even kidding. And it's the same... You can't really do the same thing with autism. But I do want to also, you know, put this out there. Do not try to force your autistic child to make eye contact with you. And if you're one of those Native American tribes, there are Native American tribes that do not do the whole eye contact thing. Eye contact is a Eurocentric thing. I think we need to get rid of eye contact because it's a win-win for not just autistic acceptance, but for the Native American kids as well. I will never be able to do eye contact. I look up at somebody when they speak, but I don't meet their eyes and I can't really do the whole eye contact thing. I do look up to a certain point, you know, but I don't want to be a threat to somebody who doesn't like that. I am a life-affirming person. I'm just one of those people who does not give a damn. We have hate crimes going on against autistics and trans youth alike. The transgender people of color are the ones... Oh god, sorry. Jeez, it's late. Transgender people and autistic people of color are the most at risk. My caregiver's daughter thankfully has a wise and wonderful mother who is willing to help out. Mama, if you're listening, this is for you. This is going out to all the people who are autistic, trans, LGBTQ, and people of color all wrapped up into one. Because this month and this week are all about you. My friend Lavender, I think she's come out as bisexual. I think. I could be wrong. But it's okay. And she doesn't mind. I don't know if she did come out or not. But she does identify with the LGBTQI plus community. And I have many friends who are queer, bi, lesbian, gay, whatever. If you are one of those people and you felt like you couldn't come out before, I'm willing to let you come out. I'm willing to let you come out. Whether it's sitting in a restaurant, whether it's sitting in a restaurant over a cup of tea, wine, beer, soda, whatever, and eating a lovely meal, or you're sitting on my chest and you're crying your eyes out, and we're sitting in the park, and you're telling me how much your parents hate you, or they dislike you, or they don't support you being 
LGBTQI+. Whatever the reason that your parents may not like what you are, who you are, what you decide to express, which should be all of it, really, come to me. I am here. If you want to talk about your coming out story, I could be wrong about Lavender's coming out story, but she's got her boyfriend, and the boyfriend is very cool, and I've seen lots of good things happening between Lavender and Brian, and the thing is that Brian is just funny. I've seen I've seen him around. I think he he's fine for Lavender, you know, and Lavender calls me a spiral head. Spiral head. And let me explain that one too. Spiral head, it's because when I talk, when I'm talking right now, Lavender has a condition called synesthesia. I have another friend with synesthesia who says everything is beepable too, so I'll shut up about that one because, well, synesthetics are cool because, oh, they're just cool. But Lavender's thing is, she sees shapes in people's voices. So for me, it's a spiral. So she's like, hey, spiral head, what's up? I'm going, like, okay. <laughs> and it works because I have curly hair. And I'm really fine with her calling me a spiral head. I'm okay with that. I love it. Honestly, I freaking love it. I only wish I knew what... I wish I could think more like her. I, I kind of am a bit jealous of Lavender because I want to see shapes. Or even taste the notes I play on my flute. If I had my damn flute, I would be playing it. And let's say I tasted Coke, vanilla, chocolate on another note. You know, it would be really funny if we actually had scent organs. This is going to sound weird, but for you synesthetic people out there, what if we had an organ that when you play a note, it would admit, it would emit the smoky, smoky air out of the pipes, you know, like there would be pipes on top of the pipes on top of the pipes, but it would be a pipe organ, right? But when you hear like the, the notes on the organ, there would be super extra pipes around it that would emit this smoky scented stuff like if I play a C it would be thyme if I play an E it would be rosemary if I play a whole chord it would be something else and <laughs> it would drive synesthetics crazy I swear and those people would think I was nuts but I think it would be freaking awesome because color and scent are just as much a part of the human experience as anything else. And autistic people oftentimes do have co-existing conditions such as synesthesia and other stuff. There is so much wonderful stuff to learn about autistics and transgender folks and so many other different types of people around the area. And if there's any corrections or things you'd like me to see, Please email me at denverqueen at gmx dot... What? Sorry. 
please email me at the email address on the main website. I'm going to put the link in the description, and I'm going to put the email in the description. I'm going to put a contact figamajig in the description. I need people that are worth interviewing for my podcast. As I said in the prior episode, this is not a platform for hate. I don't put up with transphobic natured people and stuff. And I don't like people who would say, well, my child deserves to die. No, 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 no. I want to interview people who are worth interviewing and stuff because I want other voices to be heard on my podcast. I want you to come onto my podcast. So I'm also sharing the podcast in the Diary of a Mom's comment thread. And the issue of the week definitely is something about transgender and autism acceptance and stuff. Both of those issues play very well. I also want to thank the the author of Diary of a Mom because she is so awesome. Her pictures are very well described. She talks about her pictures and her daughter, Brooke, and her birthday. Yes, Brooke's birthday is at the beginning of the week, but... She loves Blue's Clues. How many of you love Blue's Clues? Blue is so cute. (laughs) Blue is the cutest little dog in the world. And Tracy Page is the voice of Blue. And she decided to call Brooke and give her a birthday shout out as Blue. And that is so cute. And they sang songs together. They were having so much fun together. Brooke's turning 18 and she loves Blue's Clues. This mother says, let's get rid of the age limit for Blue's Clues. Hey, even the moms out there who have little kids, it's okay. If you want your own birthday shout out, then yeah, you deserve it. I'll tell you what, I enjoy Blue's Clues. I enjoyed Blue's Clues when I think it was Steve was on. Oh my god. And let's all think about Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. I've had people sit there, like, I have listened to YouTube poops of Blue's Clues. Nah. I prefer listening to the original Blue's Clues, but you know what? I like that. It's a very nice little... Sometimes a little detective story is always nice. But a fun way to do, like, what does the dog want to do? And then she hides clues around the room. For those of you who've been living under the rock, that's basically the gist of Blue's Clues. She's a dog that likes to hide clues around the room. And she expects her master to know. (laughs) But he has to find and solve each of her clues. Hence, Blue's Clues. It's so cute, and I really like it. And I'm also very... I kind of wish I could listen to Nick Jr. But I don't think we have Nick Jr. Or, God. I don't think Nick Jr.'s on Nickelodeon like it was anymore. But we do... We had Teen Nick, but we had to get rid of the paid um, upper plan for cable because of the price. We are not rich. We cannot afford... The big cable with Nick Jr. and Teen Nick and all that stuff. 
And I'm not gonna diss Paw Patrol, because I know some of you like Paw Patrol. But honestly, I think it gets a little boring to watch the same SpongeBob SquarePants episodes every single day. But to see this refreshing thing about Blue's Clues was cool as hell. And I want to thank all of you for being awesome. Cool as heck, I want to say. And it's, it's cool as heck. I love Blue's Clues. And I love what Diary of the Mom's author is doing to change the world so that you can get a Blue's Clues birthday shout-out, whether you're 2 or 22. Please, guys. There is an autistic 22-year-old female, male, non-binary person who may want to have a birthday shout-out for Blue's Clues. So... If you know someone at all who likes Blue's Clues, just be wary of their their next words. I want a phone call from Blue for my birthday. <laughs> It'll make you laugh, smile, and go, okay, we'll, we'll get it done. But for this Diary of a Mom author, it was it was quite a challenge. But she rose to the occasion, and I'm glad she did. Because her daughter is so joyful. Joyous, and, like, she was so happy when she got that phone call. You know, honestly, I would give anything in the world to have a phone call from a favorite celeb or a star right now. You know who I'd like a phone call from? This is gonna sound weird. But I want a phone call from God if it, if it was years ago I would have said Christine Cavanaugh but she passed away God rest her soul I loved Christine Cavanaugh's characters she was Babe 1 the first Babe movie she also did Dexter's Lab Rugrats Chucky and she did many 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 other things um but I do love Christine Cavanaugh's characters but I'm very sad that she passed away. What a poor girl. She, she had a great voice. But if I could choose a celeb today that I want a phone call from for my birthday, and I don't know if any of you weird fans out there would make this happen. I don't know exactly how I'm going to say this, but I want a phone call from Gal Gadot. This is going to sound weird, but... I love Gal's portrayal of Diana Prince or Wonder Woman and there's a reason why I like it. Wonder Woman learns something very important and if you guys want to watch the Wonder Woman movies go right ahead. Watch the Wonder Woman movies, okay? And Wonder Woman I think is an amazing character because um, Wonder Woman, the lasso of truth, the lasso of truth, remember that? She fights all kinds of bad guys and stuff, and she's fun. She's one of the best comic book characters I could think of. So I don't mind if, if Gal called me as Diana or herself. It doesn't matter to me. But I'd be like, are you Gal Gadot? And she would just say, yeah. 
And I'd be like, well, I want to say how much I love your Wonder Woman movies. And you really make me think I'm looking at Wonder Woman, but in truth, I'm looking at her actor. But honestly, this is going to sound strange, but if I ever could choose a second best person, if Gal is way too busy to mind a phone call for me, I think I'd like Elizabeth Moss to call me up. She's the star of The Handmaid's Tale in The Invisible Man and so many other good movies. But she is hell, like hell on earth for guys who want to mess her up. And if I could compliment Anne Dowd on her Handmaid's Tale performance, I would say, I hate Lydia. I hate Lydia, but I love you so much because you made me hate Lydia. An actress so well as you make me want to go jump through the entire space-time continuum and kick Lydia's ass. <laughs> That's how it works, right? So if you're a good actor, I hate the character of Lydia, but I respect, in a way, I kind of respect Anne's acting of Lydia. There's so many actresses I could choose from for calls and phone calls. But honestly, for my birthday, I'd love to meet Gal Gadot because she, she plays a woman who doesn't let guys mess around with her. And she's one of those... She's one of those women who just, you don't get into her head. You can't get inside her and expect her to do exactly as she, she says, like, you say she should do. And I mean, Gal is one of those women who's like, she really does play Diana really well. And I'm really impressed. And I think she's an Israeli actress as well. I have a lot of friends who are Jewish, and um, before I go, I'd like to wish everybody who is Jewish a very happy Passover. We also have the Maundy Thursday Easter Triduum thing going. As I post this, this might be airing on Good Friday, so Christians are celebrating Good Friday, especially the Catholics. They, up to this point, have celebrated something called Lent, which is, to me, a bit reflective everybody has that whole joke of what are you giving up for Lent for me it should have been what am I doing for Lent Lent is not about something you give up I think it's something that you add to your time for example if I were to do a Lenten project I would do Lenten projects like Holy Childhood Association was one thing that St. Teresa's often donated their money to that kind of organization. But for me, I would have probably gone out and built houses with the Habitat for Humanity folks. And I would have also done something like um, maybe um, donated old and gently used clothing to Goodwill if they had no holes in them and stuff. Um... There's just a lot of things that I would have done. Lots of things. As Lenten projects. And for the Jews, for the Jewish people, I want to say Passover is going to be an amazing... It, once this thing airs, I think Passover will have come to an end. And it, it, it it's a very monumental Passover. 
If you're a Jewish person, you know the importance of it, but for Christians, Passover marked the beginning of the end for enslavement of the Jewish people. Because the Jews said, the Hebrews were like, we're going to be free on our terms, Pharaoh, not yours, Dodo. Sorry, Ramses II. They said, you're not going to be our master anymore. God is our master and you're not God. And that's exactly what they did. They were freed thanks to Moses, of course, and God's the ten plagues. We know the story. I grew up with the Bible story. It was such an amazing little bit of thing. And I, I heard this one song in the Singing Bible collection. The Singing Bible tapes were really good, but um, the Singing Bible had a beautiful song about the ten plagues and it listed them in order so it started with the river Nile turned to blood and it ended with three days of darkness wow <laughs> talk about ten plagues it was the last plague killed everybody's firstborn sons but for those that had the lamb's blood on the door they didn't have to worry about the the passing angel of death thing the angel of death would pass over the dwellings with the, the blood on the doorstep the door post thingy so that's how it happened I remember going to an orthodox Chabad and having a real damn Seder with the Jewish folks there and it was fun I want to say I am very spiritually acquainted with these people I don't understand why I did this but you can thank my heart for that. But oh, the heart wants what it wants. But anyway, happy Passover, happy Easter. And for the Ramadan celebrating people, Muslims, they will be celebrating Ramadan in a few weeks. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Eid when that comes up. So Ramadan Mubarak to Muslims out there. And... There is a lot going on in Jerusalem, if anyone remembered. Because, yeah, mm -hmm, Jerusalem. Anyway, thanks all of you and on with the show. Before I leave, I do want to hope that all of you got the message that me and Trenton now have two new Chromebooks. Yay. And I hope that you enjoyed the little bitty unboxing and little bitty uh, setup of the Chromebooks. Chromebook duets like mine are easy to set up. Anyway, yeah. Thanks all of you and, and away we go.